You're listening to Western Sydney Health Check, a podcast talking all things health, providing current and accurate healthcare information for the community and our staff. I'm Sia. And I'm Harrison. And we'll be taking you through this podcast. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to Episode 8 of Western Sydney Health Check. Today, we're joined by one of our community health clinical nurse specialists, Nina Livingston. Nina works at High Street Youth, caring for young people in Western Sydney. She's one of the shining stars helping our community and was the winner of the 2019 International Nurses Day People's Choice Award. Today, we're going to find out about Nina's work in the outreach clinic space and what her team is doing to support the community during the COVID-19 pandemic. Welcome, Nina, and thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, Harrison. Oh, you're very welcome. Uh, Can you just tell us, first of all, uh, what was the thinking behind these outreach clinics when they first started in the community? So when COVID-19 hit, we were really concerned that um, if it got into the homeless community, that it would spread and the spread would be really difficult to contain. Um, Youth Health has worked with the homeless community forever and we know that um, to engage the clientele, you need to offer something tangible. That's why we decided to provide the flu vaccinations. Now, this was an opportunity for us to vaccinate um, against the flu, which is a good thing, and to engage with the homeless population to screen for COVID, do some education, talk about physical distancing and staying safe, as well as testing for those who are symptomatic. So that was really important to us. Uh, We also made the decision to broaden our age range because we work with the 12 to 24-year-olds. So we decided we're going to broaden our age range and include the whole homeless population or the vulnerable population in our um, local health district to reach lots of people and to be as effective as we can be. That's just absolutely incredible. That's an astounding work that your team's doing there. What's involved in actually holding these clinics you know how does it work on the day there's lots of things that go in on the day it seems like it's pretty seamless but um it's not really um when we start uh, by choosing where we're going to go to sort of target a certain population we have to generally be in liaison with whoever the um, non-government organization is that holds that space and just have discussions with them about what we're doing and why we're doing it. And we have to advertise it to that population and we have to source all the vaccine. And on the day, it just flows. We COVID screen and uh, educate everybody as well as giving the flu vaccinations. But on the other end of it, there's all the admin side of it, which is uh, uploading all their vaccination records onto a, uh, the Australian Immunisation Register and doing all the back-end paperwork of it. So it is a huge team effort. There's lots of different people involved. Um, we've even had to ask for the help of Multicultural Health because we found that we have a very, very broad and diverse homeless population some of who don't understand English. So we've had to change the way that we practice and include lots of different information in lots of different languages. It's great to hear how different teams can come together and support each other for this worthy service. So how many of these clinics have you held so far and what's the response been? Oh, we've held about 
12 clinics and the response has been amazingly great. The response from the community has been uh, outstanding. They absolutely love it. They appreciate it and they get the help and support that they need. We've given over 300 flu vaccinations and we've COVID screened over 400 people as well as swabbing over 50 people. That's incredible. I imagine that, um, you know, some people in this community might be a little bit difficult to reach. How do you encourage vulnerable people to come forward for something like this and, and make them feel comfortable? We have strong relationships with a lot of our service partners and they've done a lot of the spreading of the word. We've worked really closely with Parramatta Mission, which is our primary homeless provider uh, within the Parramatta area and um, and we've worked with the Department of Communities and Justice and Housing New South Wales and the staff there have been phenomenal in getting the information out to clients, uh, encouraging them to come to where we are and assisting them to get there on the days that we, we are there and participating in the flu vaccinations and COVID swabbing or screening. Yeah, that's so great to see how working with other organisations as well. It's been amazing. It's really been really, really eye-opening and very, very rewarding. Is there anything that you or the team have, have learnt so far? I'm, I mean, I'm sure there's been a lot, but anything you could share now? Uh, we've learnt that homelessness and vulnerability comes in all different shapes and sizes and that sometimes what you see on the outside is not really what's happening on the inside for the person. Wise words. Thanks for sharing that. And what does, you know, success look like to your team? How how successful would you consider these clinics so far? As I said, we've provided so many flu vaccinations and COVID screening and swabbing, so the testing. We've also had referrals and links with this cohort of people so people who are there for their flu vax but need additional support and help and we're able to provide that either in the short term or the long term for them so success for us is is people attending it's getting information staying safe and it's being able to build connections with people and give them ways to better address their health care yeah, it sounds like there's a lot more that goes into the day than just providing a vaccine, for example. It is way more than just providing a vaccine. Anyone can provide a vaccine. They can go to their doctor to get their vaccination. But what we do is try and link them in with health services or other, um, like Housing New South Wales or other NGOs that can support the homeless or vulnerable population to get the help that they need and for us to build trust with them and to build that relationship and build rapport with the homeless population, this will help us going forward into next year um, have that sustainability and be able to do it again. And people will know us and get to trust us and will believe that what we're saying to them in terms of their health care is the right thing. Mm, that's so important. Are there any moments or, you know, things that have happened so far that have really stood out to you personally, you know, memories that you'll retain from this time? There's a couple of things that have really stood out. I think one of it is that I didn't realise how much multiculturalism and homelessness, like how they how they were sort of not separable. There's a lot of people in the Parramatta or our LHD that are from a non-English speaking background that are homeless or vulnerable or at risk. A lot of asylum seekers, a lot of um, people you don't pick and people who have just had it tough in life. If one thing has gone really wrong for them and it's sort of just gone spiraled out of control and now they're in a situation where they're homeless. A few clients do stand out. There's one family that really stood out to us last week. 
when we were in Cumberland Council doing the vaccinations, there was a family that wasn't homeless, but they were on the brink of homeless because the father had lost his job and now they couldn't afford to pay the rent. So it was, yeah, it's very dire for some people. Um, so we're just glad that we're able to provide some sort of service. Sounds like it's really impacted uh, your understanding of homelessness. And I'm wondering through those difficult days and challenging emotional conversations that you have with people, what is it that helps you to persevere and keep going with the work that you do? I think there's a few things that help us persevere. It is challenging at times, but I think when you have a great team that you work with, it really helps you to keep going. The management of integrated and community health have been amazing. Taken what we've asked and they've agreed to it and they've supported it and they've been there cheering us along. So it's it's been really good. Uh, it's really tough some days and, and some days are amazing and the amazing days are much, much more than the tough days. Yeah, I, I really appreciate that everybody's in here having a go, people doing above and beyond what their job description says and people just willing to help out and try something new and give it a go and I think um, the fact that we have such good relationships with our with our partners and and with other teams within the LHD it has really been supportive so it just motivates you to keep going and and give it your best. Sounds like you've got a fantastic team there. Yeah we do we've got a great team we're the COVID super what do we call ourselves the COVID street fighters. The street fighters, yes, I love that. I love your shirts as well. We got a lot of questions, a lot of positive feedback on the shirts. Uh, for those who are listening and haven't seen them, could you explain them to us? Yeah, so there's an image of um, four superheroes and in the middle of the four superheroes, their faces, there's a picture of a healthcare worker wearing a mask and a, and a cap. So we got those printed actually. We, we found an image and we really loved it and we decided that we're going to use those as our, um, as our image so people could recognise who we are and know that, you know, we're out there just giving it a crack, have a, having a go. I love that. Yes, that's perfect. Not all heroes wear capes. That's wonderful. Not all heroes wear capes, that's correct. Not all heroes wear capes. Some wear masks. Yeah, some do. <laughs> <laughs> we do most days when we're doing like the swabbing and the, the COVID testing. Could you tell me a little bit more about your role as a community nurse besides these clinics? Uh, what else does your day-to-day job look like? So youth health um, nursing, the role is very, very varied. We care for young people between 12 and 24-year-olds in Western Sydney with a focus particularly on marginalised, vulnerable and at-risk population. It really varies between providing basic nursing interventions, always delve into the world of drug and alcohol, sexual health, mental health, physical health. We do some some interventions around contraception, um, drug and alcohol withdrawal management, all that sort of stuff, as well as um, providing health education, information, support, um, lots of advocacy to get young people to the services that they need, both medical and social. A lot of the time they don't have the money to pay for the services they need, so we try and advocate for them to find a pathway to health. Believe that you shouldn't really meet a closed door. Every door should be open. So it's a bit of everything. Yeah, sounds very varied. But I love that mission that that every door should be open. You've mentioned the multiculturalism and that one of the challenges can be, you know, communicating with people that speak English as a second or third or fourth language. What are some of the other challenges that you find in Western Sydney working in this area? The, the actual job itself is a challenge, but it's very rewarding. I do love my job. I've said that from the get-go. I actually really love my job in Western Sydney. 
Youth Health is just a great place to work. But um, Western Sydney has a large youth population and a significant amount of these people experience different levels of disadvantage. And, and because Youth Health is such a small service and the population is huge, we often feel like we're not really touching the surface of it all. If there's anybody listening to this podcast, um, you know, a young person or someone else who's vulnerable or at risk, what would be your message to them? My message to any vulnerable young person or at-risk young person who's listening to this would be, you're not alone. We're here to help you. Please give us a call at Western Area Adolescent Team or High Street Youth Health Service. You can find us on Facebook or you can look us up on Google please or YouTube have a look look for us please reach out and um, speak to us because we can try and help you thanks Nina thank you so much for your time that's about all that we're going to cover today but is there anything else that you'd like to mention or add to our conversation anything we've missed no no I think that's it I think that uh, I think that we're doing good it sounds like you're doing an incredible job and I want to commend you and your team for the work that you're doing to address this big need in our community. Nina, thank you very much for your time today. Thanks, Harrison. Thanks for listening to Western Sydney Health Check. This podcast is produced by Western Sydney Local Health District. For the latest news, visit us at thepulse.org.au.